Hello everyone and welcome to the season 2 finale of Tabula Rasa. I am the director Anna Rodriguez and with me is the most magnificent, most awesome, most everything positive writer Jack Cock. Thank you very much. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. Um, unfortunately, I know we said that she'd be here, um, Kat, uh, due to different time zones between the three of us and uh, very poor planning on my end. Unfortunately, can't make it here. Um, she really wishes she was here. But good news, she's going to be interviewed on TWIP soon. So she's already assured me she's going to be talking about um, her AD work on TWIP. So be sure to tune in to her interview when Jordan interviews her. Oh, great. And I can finally hear her side of how she feels about the whole Uriah nonsense for a year and a half. <laughs> so here we are with the season two finale. Yes. Um, Shut up. Oh, I like that. I really like that gun click. We <laughs> talked about that. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do. I really like the timing of that one. Um, also, this episode marks a weird turning point in the series for me, wherein um, it gets funnier, I guess. Um, I mean, it also there are darker moments. Um, gosh knows this episode gets pretty dark. There's a lot more swearing in this episode than usual, but it's a it's a season finale. I thought we could get away with it, but um, Lucas is very sassy this episode. Very very sassy. <laughs> he is, but we we see why he doesn't really feel threatened by anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the episode. Yeah, exactly. Um. Here's Karina, uh, who now goes by Karina Noel, um, and we'll start crediting her that way properly next season. Um, but uh, yeah, Karina Noel's song, By Her Side, which we continue to love every time we hear it. You know, I've this being my 20th episode, I've mixed, I still can't help but like listen to the theme a good four or five times. I can't, all I gotta do is drop the credits in, like, you know, Season two, episode two, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I still have to listen to the actual song. I can't just, like, listen to parts of it. Oh, yeah. That's my ritual for right in every episode is I sit down, I listen to this, and then I listen to... Well, I listen to the end credit song first, and I listen to this. Yeah. It's such a good song. I do. I do like it a lot. I'm, we're very fortunate to have wound up with it. She has a new song out now, also. Um, Ooh. Its name escapes me. I should Google that. Not Google it. I can actually just pull it up on her face. Karina, may we use? Yes, yes, please. Yeah. I will find a place. <laughs> yes. Um, Karina Noel, uh, her song is called Fantasy. Uh, and that's going to be on her SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash Karina Noel music. And that's Noel as in N-O-E-L. The lesser loved cousin of Superman. There was... <laughs> So the uh, poop just hit the fan for Raphael. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, this kind of reminds me, I should mention the title of the episode is Somebody Turns Up, which might be the very last David Copperfield title we have in the show. I have written more than half of season three, um, and we have no David Copperfield titles right now. Go you. I know. I'm very proud of it because, <laughs> gosh knows, I was running out of ways to shoehorn uh, David Copperfield into this show. I believe this was uh, Cats. Yes. Cat uh, worked on the, uh, the first scene, the alleyway scene, this scene, and the next scene. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so again, thank you so much, Kat, for helping out for these last two episodes. Really appreciated. And um, yeah, I'm kind of eager to see, you know, she was an actress on the show. So just to kind of see what it was like for her to actually work on the show. Maybe we should. I'm going to submit that as a question if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't get to be a writer on the show, Kat. You've, no. you've worn every other hat, but this is my baby. Yeah, also, when it comes to also, Gabriel Rossi. Yeah, it's been my experience. Because, um, you know, Allison's a writer uh, also. It's, and I can't talk to her about the way the show is written because we have such incredibly different writing styles. Um, mm. Yeah. And there's our one line yep. <laughs> from Richard. Yeah. I um, Walker's um, arc has taken a... a um, not a weird turn. It's had to. It's had to go on hold until season three. Really, I really thought we were going to get to it this season, and there wasn't really room. I felt like we needed to did follow Danica's pace this season. I think Danica kind of sets the agenda for the first half of the season, and yeah. Um. So you know the the whole considering we did the whole first five episodes of the season took place in over the course of three days or four days, because uh, you know we had a hostage situation at the end of the first season, and we Sorry. needed to resolve that. Uh, yeah. So we only had half a season to get, uh, you know, like a couple months worth of story in. And Walker, unfortunately, uh, had to hit the pause button. So he is settling in at Northwestern. He's doing his own thing, and we'll see him again next season. I'm sure Richard's excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love having Richard on. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I mean, I, obviously, I love everybody on this show, but... So, um, a bit about the music. This is a Tabula Rasa first. Um, I used one artist for the entire episode. Really? One artist. Like, in the past, I've always used minimum two, sometimes three. I think at the most I used four. Um, and most of the time it was, uh, you know, Woodward and somebody else. And then towards the second half of this season, I've been leaning more towards uh, Josh Mullen of The Tomb Peddler. And for this entire episode, because it is such a, it takes a tonal shift. Um, I'm, I'm moving away from the acoustic feel of the first season and moving towards more cinematic. So this is the first episode that only uses one, uh, one artist. And who's that? Uh, Josh Mullen. Oh, great, great. Okay. So credits were really easy for Brian. Uh, so thank you for the quick turnaround, Brian. Yeah. left a message on my laptop, deleted everything but one text file, warning me to watch her. Hey. So, um, yeah, earlier this season there was a scene where um, – Wilson and Danica were sitting, uh, hanging out together, and Wilson was working on something. She goes, aha, we're in. That's where she was in. She was uh, messing with Sandy's stuff. Now we know why, you know, a Homeland Security agent was sticking around for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sandy's been a little rogue for a while. Um, I don't know about rogue. I think she operates with kind of minimal oversight, obviously, because she managed to, like, command a military operation in Bosnia last season. But, um... Yeah, she she's been kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Just just a tad, just a little bit. <laughs> and uh, every credit to Mindy for uh, for 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 giving like a like a you know there's a singular thought through all this you know like Sanvi doesn't trust anybody who's around her. Wilson's driven her super paranoid, um, and I think that um, Mindy does a really uh, 
great job taking what I, I, I kind of wish I'd, I'd done a little more clearly um, and just carrying it straight through, uh, which I really appreciate. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, well, as you've all probably already heard this episode, well, this is Mindy's final episode. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Mindy, for all your work you've done for, yes. for Sanvi. And you really really brought life to her character so thank you for all for all your lines and we're sorry to see you go yeah it was great to have you one of my favorite scenes in the in the show is her first scene uh in bosnia with you know with the with the blowing up of the the training ground in bosnia but uh is that a spoiler i don't think so it's pretty clear it was a training complex yeah whatever um but yeah blowing blowing that up uh She's been a part of some of my favorite scenes in the show so far is what I'm trying to say. Um, and we were very grateful to have her uh, with us. And Sanvi's story will continue this season, uh, regrettably, without um, her vocal cords. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say, but that's the necessity of audio drama, you know? And we've been mentioning Baker for a while. Um, it's, it's cool to uh, finally have some uh, stuff come up and and for for those of you baker isn't someone we just recently cast out of nowhere go go back to season one folks see if you can spot baker baker's in there mm-hmm. that's right um which is a a great sort of coincidence um yeah i thought that was very cool um and that, you know, I'm, it's very cool to have Vincent along. There's a there's an a cool accidental Othello reference later on that Landon pointed out when he heard this trailer that I'm going to mention. But uh, it's very cool to have Vincent on board. He's played some of my favorite characters with Pendant, and it's uh, it's cool to have him on. But yes. We'll we'll talk about it when he gets here. Yes. So here we're, we're we're continuing to, as I mentioned last month, we're really starting to really connect the dots for you guys, because uh, Jack has given us a million dots throughout the past twenty episodes. That's crazy. It's it's been twenty episodes, Jack. Twenty. I know. We've That's done twenty episodes. My face is twitching just thinking about it. <laughs> um, and so here we are, just connecting even more dots and uh, just really bringing things together and we're really seeing the ins and out of this organization which we now know the name of Mm -hmm. you know revealed in a later scene so yeah um although uh jane did drop that i think last season finale or the beginning of this season uh she's oh i like that (laughs) that's that's a cool um it's a cool revelation that cromwell has his own powers but uh also gats is fighting him back Mm-hmm. And Cromwell doesn't know it. At nope. Least not right now. <laughs> nope, nope. Which is very cool. Um, I think a, a big a big thing with Cromwell is his hubris. Um, and, and this is the first kind of thing that we can tell that his hubris might be his downfall. Is uh, Yeah. He's so confident that he has, you know, he has his grip in Gats that, you know. Um, but Gats has just manipulating him the same way he manipulated Danica and the same way he manipulated Uriah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And for, for Cromwell, um, because thank you, Jack, I had to come up with four new buzzes this episode. Four? Yep. I think Sorry. it was four. No, it's okay. So Cromwell's was one of them. Uh, his consisted of several different tracks, but what I did include um, underneath his track was one that I used for Danica and for Jane because it is a similar power. But mm-hmm. if you if you notice, his is more layered because essentially his, he has a greater control of his power than mm-hmm. Danica and Jane do. So that's why there is more substance to her to his buzzing because he's he's in better control of it. It's very cool that you did that because that actually uh, is very important. <laughs> um, thanks, man. Woo! Uh, I, I'm there yeah. for you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. That sets uh, the, but that scene there sets uh, sets up a lot of what's going to go on, at least in the first half of next season, with these four villains that we still have. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd call Gats a villain. Um, Gats kind of plays both sides a little bit, which I think we've seen. But yeah. I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Danica. Um, well, we'll find out later. Danica's kind of becoming super loyal to Cromwell, which is a new development. Um, and Wilson's got her own thing, and Cromwell's got his own thing. So. Setting up uh, some cool clashes, I think, coming later, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, the, do you know, do you know why they call me psycho is a line that I had like four or five times in scripts this season. And Teresa and later Jeffrey are both like, no, cut this. This is so stupid. Just just save it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm guessing you were glad to finally be able to use it. <laughs> finally, yeah, finally glad to tell this story. Um, we, I, I don't, I also don't feel bad telling you that we're gonna stop calling them superpowers next season because I, <laughs> the word superpower is just a doesn't fit this world here. No, it it that like it describes the you know yeah well it's only abilities, ever but it's uh it's not you know what you would typically think the superpowers. Right, and they're all a common thread. They're all mind-based. No one can manipulate like physics. Yeah, um, which is important. Um, but uh, I mean, it's not that it's like important. Like we'll answer that later. I mean, no, just they're all brain-based powers. Um, whatever is the reason, you know. And, and Danica talked about this as they were experimented on, and the, their operation in California led to their, you know, their brains being messed with, and now their brains can do things that they didn't expect possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I got distracted by the Catherine Dicka line. Pete <laughs> had a very good ad lib that it just didn't fit tonally. Um, I'm throwing it in the blooper reel. Okay. He had a very good ad lib. I think it was like you don't say you don't say the name Ditka in vain or something along those lines. <laughs> it was pretty great. In my head, I think Clark. Um, I think I've said this before. Clark used to look a lot like um, the guy. Okay, he used to look a lot like Doug Stamper on House of Cards, actually. But then we cast Pete, and we heard what Pete was doing with it. And now he looks a lot like um, the SNL guys, you know, Chris Farley and all them. And this is—we um, don't really say it, but it's while she's running from, um, you know, run, running from just having Ganymede try to kill her. Ooh, I have a special note about this scene. Okay. So because it is from that same night that takes place in episode one, I went all the way back because I save everything. So basically it's the same rain, it's the same thunder that you heard 
from episode one. Oh my gosh! I use the exact same files. I mean, not uh, that not that many brain sounds, brain files sound different from one another. No, but it, I think it does do a lot for the the feeling of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that yeah, the let me see your eyes. That was I guess an accidental Othello reference, um, which Landon thought was really funny, and I was like, okay. Uh, not that I you know don't care for Othello, or I I just didn't mean to because. Obviously, we can't, you know, because he wants to see what's going on with her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's another uh, new buzzing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, because the other ones are like more like buzzing in the literal sense, like you know, they have like a buzzing type of quality. Well, I gave Baker a more musical type of because I, when I think of memory wiping, it's sort of just this lucid sort of experience mm-hmm. so that's why i gave him like a musical type of buzzing there is like a slight undertone of buzzing on there but it's more has a more musical quality to it i like it uh there's a uh oh gosh there's an episode or they're not an episode there was a, a a book i really liked when i was a kid and i don't remember the name of it i remember it was one of the star wars jedi apprentice books it was the third one there was a series where where, where qui-gon and obi-wan were hanging out uh, you know, master and apprentice. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Obi Wan gets mind wiped, basically. Um, I I think I have I had I had like the first seven or eight of those books. Yeah, those were the really good ones up oh. until they kill up until they kill Qui Gon's old apprentice, then they kind of fall off the rails. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they have a like after that Obi Wan gets a friend named Siri, which now is hilarious, but back then it didn't. You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Ah, blank slate. Ah, ah, ah. that's the closest ah. we're going to get to saying the phrase tabula rasa on this show. <laughs> Aside from the uh, opening monologue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, which I forgot to mention. Yeah, that's the last time we're going to hear that one because we have a new one for season three. Ooh, yeah, that's right. And so now we know the origin. Oh, sort of. We're still, what happened at Style 5? What is Style 5? What does that even mean? Um, but now we kind of know the origin of... Uh, where all these phrases Jane was saying when they met her came from. Yeah, and now we know how she lost her memory. Yeah, so part of it came from Gats, part of it came from, you know, part of it came from her encounter with Gats, Ganymede and Uriah, and part of it came from uh, this interaction with Baker. And then, you know, shortly behind her, you hear Raphael and Lakeisha coming up in the cop car. Mm-hmm. What did you see? Are you all right? Do you need me to bring you some water? I just... There's another one. There's someone else. There's really, another one. <laughs> I really like this piano piece. It is do, 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 do. terrible truth. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Gosh, it's true that when you're looking for you know free scoring stuff, just look at the titles, man. If it evokes the feeling you want. There's a good chance it might be what you're looking for. Dude, the, the, I'll, I'll just say it right now. The final scene uh, with Raphael. The title of that piece is called This Can't Be Happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's, like, perfect. It is so perfect. Oh, my gosh. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. So here's a... Oh, uh, Cromwell has, like, two themes. And this is his second theme, um, which I think was first shown back in 207. And then earlier in the previous Cromwell scene, I had another 
one of his uh, old names mm. come by. So I'm fine. I just we uh, we did we did kind of talk right over the revelation that Danica is Cromwell's daughter, um, mm-hmm. which would explain a lot of the preferential treatment uh, that he gives her. Yeah, he cuts her. He cuts her a lot of breaks. I mean, obviously, he just did something to her that's kind of horrible. But anyone else, he would have killed. So, um, it's me. you know, he does no, cut her a lot of breaks. Yep, yep, yep. Which is probably going to explain, as you mentioned earlier, her loyalty to him. Well, mm-hmm. she just found out that's dad. So, yeah, that'll... exactly. Uh, she she didn't know beforehand. Actually, yeah. she did not know. Um, which, when you've got a guy who can. Use these mind powers that everyone else seems to have. It's it's kind of interesting that um, she forgot something, you know. Yeah. And here she thought she was all badass because she was, you know, like in two hundred five, making Jane remember things. Well, turns out, you know, she has someone above her that has even better uh, mind capabilities. Mm-hmm. While we're t- you know while we're talking about Qui Gon Jinn, there's always a bigger fish. Yes. <laughs> um. Yep, there's definitely always a bigger fish. Cromwell is not the biggest fish. What? Dun, dun, dun. What? what? Well, uh, he might be the biggest fish, but there's other fish in the sea. <laughs> this, is, this is so much fun. What other fish metaphor can, can I make? Oh, you know what? Ganymede is bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so here's a buzz number three mm-hmm. coming up. Also, major credit to Mark for doing the fat lip thing. Oh, um, yeah. I have no idea how he did it. Maybe he stuck like a cotton ball in his mouth or something. But, man, I believed, you know. That he has a swollen lip and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of more happy scoring, this, this piece is called Dark Madness. Oh, I just realized I lied. Um, speaking of dark madness, I lied. There's going to be one new buzzing um, season premiere. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, it's okay. I had four in this one, so I can I can handle one in an episode. This one had four. <laughs> After that, there's no more buzzing. Okay. There's maybe some more supernatural stuff, but there's no more buzzing. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that, sir. Good to know. <laughs> so as I'm, as I'm writing these final scripts, I'll make sure not to add any more. Nah. I don't mind. I actually like creating them and messing with the uh, files. They're really cool. I like them mm-hmm. a lot. Uh oh. This was actually that was supposed to be the last thing she said in the show. Um, her final scene here with Raphael. I'll, I'll get to that when we get to it. But um, was not in the first. It is not in the draft I turned in to Jeffrey. Um, this was the. This was originally the last scene. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeffrey didn't think the stakes ended high enough. And I was like, oh, but like a fan favorite character coming in. Okay. Uh, so we did have this weird thing that happened afterward. That and I guess I wouldn't have been able to end it with the badass piece of music that I chose for mm-hmm. the final scene. So I do like the... I, I came up with this middle name probably right after I talked to Jason a couple of years ago about how he was Romani. I am here now. Ah. Which was cool. Bum, bum, bum. 
But yeah, I, in my head, that's like a big panning shot, you know, and like you turn around and he's got like a whole bunch of cops with their guns pointed right at him and he's just got his hands up and he's yelling at him. Oh, man, this would be such a cool TV show. It would. I would love to watch this on TV. Although, like, frankly, I only have like a season's worth of scripts for it. I don't know. Yeah, when you I don't know what I do after season one. Of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what I do after season one. So, um, again, Mindy, to her credit, she gave me a lot of ragged breathing. So I was able to have practically throughout this entire scene up until her death, um, basically just her, you know, basically dying in the back there. So, gosh, knows I put Mindy through her paces on this show. I know. Like I've had her tear gassed at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, As different characters. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, what else was there? Gosh. Oh, the the bombing scene also. And then you know this year where she's dying after being shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's almost died like four or five times on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it finally took this time, Sami. So uh, what's going on here? Huh? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. What a, what a weird thing that's going on. Here's another buzzing. I don't know what it, what it, what could it mean. I don't know. I don't know. Uh. I just like listening to this a lot. <laughs> My name is Agent Sandy Magret. What? Dun, dun, dun. And you say, the, wait, oh, there it is. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not going to sing. I, <laughs> well, uh, it, and just like um, with the last season finale, I let the the entire intro play for this, uh, for our end theme. Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's a cool, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. This is um, a special episode. It's a very special episode. Yes. I think it's, and I think we said before it's the longest episode of Tabula Rasa. Yeah, it is. So uh, go us and thank you, Cat. Yeah, thank you very much, Cat. Um, gosh knows we appreciate your help. Um, we wish we could have you on the commentary. Uh, but we look forward to hearing Twip if it's not already out by the time this comes out. I don't really know how that timeline's going to work. Uh, she should be coming out after this episode. Okay, great. So, yes, I think. Pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, there, that was season two, you guys. Mm-hmm. Hope, hope you enjoyed it. Um, please, please join Landon in the Rasa Thoughts hashtag over on Twitter. We would love to hear more of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, hit up the pendant Facebook page, Twitter account, the Tumblr. Um, let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a trailer for this episode when it comes out, but uh, it would have been just as vague as last season, so yes. I don't really feel bad about not having one. Um, now, unfortunately, I know it feels like we just came back from a hiatus, but we are going to be going on a season break hiatus. Yeah. Um, Jack, I believe you're halfway on season three, as far as scripts go. A little over halfway, yeah. Okay. So hopefully it won't be too long before we're back at it. Um, But while you're waiting for us, go back and listen to the first two seasons again. Yeah, and then go listen to Quick Audio. 
or yes. the Kingery or you know, Semin- Red Sands Investigations or Seminar. You know, <laughs> lots of stuff on Pendant's catalog. So be sure to check all that stuff out. Thank you all very much for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.